Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the AM After Show. We're back after a short break. Wasn't really our decision. MHA just decided to, you know, take a break. So we took one too. So <laughs> joining me is Jackie and uh, Mr. AJ Cosplay from the Cartoon Cypher, like usual. And today we're going to be talking about both some of our favorite premieres that have uh, come out so far for summer, as well as the latest episode of My Hero Academia, which was a pretty good one. So I think we're going to be talking about uh, the case study of uh, Vanitas, which I don't know if we've decided on an official pronunciation of that yet. Uh, <laughs> Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, I know, is is in there, and I would love to be talking about Love Live, but I still think Funimation is holding it hostage, so that's not up yet. So before we get to this week's episode of Hawks being Hawks and all his sneakiness, Jackie, why don't you start with some of your favorite years from the summer season? Oh, and also we're going to, uh, today's episode is brought to you by Loot Crate. But before we get to that, Jackie, why don't you tell us about some of the premieres that you've been watching while we've been away? So um, I said that I was most excited for Case Study of Vanitess. I'm not sure how we're saying that. <laughs> I'm going to go with Vanitess because it sounds regal and, and just elegant and beautiful. And that's exactly what this anime is. Um, yeah. It definitely caught my eye. Um, just because it was steampunk and I thought that the two protagonists just like, just look so beautiful. And um, I, but then I had no idea what I was signing up for. Like I knew it involved vampires and I was like, okay, whatever. But it yeah. has this opening scene and the animation is just like breathtaking and beautiful. I don't even really know how to describe it. It was kind of like an abstract watercolor, sketchy type of animation. Sort yeah, of. yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, that that's a great way to describe it because they are talking about like a storybook, like in the beginning and everything. And um, then it literally goes to this like giant steampunk like ship that's flying. And then you have these beautiful, beautiful characters in it. And like I told Lindsay, the whole thing was just giving me Sailor Moon vibes. Um, like the music was just like, I, I don't know how else to describe it, but just like Sailor Moon, Moon Kingdom sounding. Oh, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? The like, music is so pretty. Yeah. It just was like, um, by the way, Lindsay got married to a Sailor Moon song. So just like <laughs> double, <laughs> double kudos to her. But it's like, it reminds me of that sort of music. Like it was like a little bit older sounding, but then it had this like modern flair, but it was still so romantic. And then the two protagonists are just absolutely adorable. Um, the one on the left is No, or Noe, I think. It's I think called N-O-E. Noah. Noah. Is it Noah? Okay. I think it's pronounced Noah because doesn't uh, Van just like make a reference to the biblical figure, even though it's not spelled the same, but. I thought they so like when I was hearing it, I thought it was like no, like it didn't Noah? Sound like Noah. I don't know. Maybe, okay. maybe I just misheard it because I was like, oh, it looks like, and I was trying to pronounce it and I was like, I don't know. But um anyway, he is really like sweet and kind, and he has this adorable cat named yeah. Murr. I was sold on him when the cat came out. Like I was like, I'm here for it. Um, yeah. and then next to him is the other protagonist who I actually thought was like a villain at first, and I'm trying to find his name. Dang it. Vanitas. Oh, he's Vanitas. Okay, yeah. he's Vanitas. Yeah. And um I love him 
love his personality. Obviously, like Jackie vibes. You know, he's yelling the whole time. He's a big goofball, um, a little bit arrogant, and then just like ends up just doing like stupid stuff like constantly. And then he's he like, well, steampunk gremlin. Yes. And but then he's still like extremely like beautiful and like regal and like, oh my gosh, there was amazing choreography in this first episode too. The fight the like fight. the fight choreography. Like I was just like honestly, it has been a long time since I have seen an anime that just resonated with my personal taste so much. It's vampires, it's violent, it <laughs> involves like this like darkness overtaking people. Um, it like the two protagonists are a little evil and a little good at the same time, or I got yeah. like vibes of that as well. And then I just like I said, like it was just the animation was just like beautiful and serene and reminded me of the Sailor Moon Moon Kingdom, but with like steampunk themes as well. So I, I don't, and it was hilarious. It was also like, really funny. Yeah. And I'm really mad that I'm never going to get to ride a dirigible in my life. Or yeah. Like, yeah. A yeah. Dirigible? Yeah. The airship, like those giant airships. Oh. Because they, yeah. you know, decided it was probably too expensive to fill them with funny gases and you know they blow up really easily yeah famously yeah. so good. You're like, maybe around. this isn't the best way for air travel but just yeah yeah fancy airship so that one was definitely like a clear like it was just it's so nice when you are looking forward to an anime and then it actually is good and i'll be honest i was a little worried about it because sometimes when they're that flashy and pretty they just kind of like bomb i, I can oh. only think do you remember joran from last season it was like joran yes, so yes, like yeah. I was so excited about it at first and then it just like kind of got in its own way by trying to be like too complicated and too beautiful. And I just like, I fell off, you know? Yeah. But um, this first episode really captured me. I still gotta watch the second episode. The other one that I really liked was Peach Boy Riverside, which I haven't seen a peach, I haven't seen a boy and I haven't seen a river yet. So I don't know what is going on, but I did see an adorable bunny girl and That's Sailor fun. Moon yes. vibes again. So I was just like, this is, I, obviously I was drawn to these two for a reason. I mean, obviously Usagi isn't an actual bunny girl, but you know what I mean? There, it was oh, just the like character a design similarity. The bunny is really cute. So, so she's so adorable. And then I also like that, I don't know if they're going to be the main protagonists, but it started off with two girls and they're both like really badass. Well, I guess one's a demi-human bunny girl, but you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and I just like stories that are like deep and heavy you know i tend to like lean more towards those and so right off the bat we see her being like persecuted and we see her like facing this discrimination and and she's already already melting hearts like in the mm -hmm. first episode so i was just kind of like i mean i don't like crying but for some reason Lindsay likes to make me cry and then she suggests anime to watch like <laughs> two years by the way Really quickly, I was messaging Lindsay and I was like, Lindsay, Odd Taxi, Fruits Baskets, yeah. uh, Final Season, Tokyo Revengers, and I'm halfway through Megalobox. Like, I haven't even touched To Your Eternity yet. I've like, watched the first <laughs> two episodes and I finished Wonder Egg Priority. I've just been crying, <laughs> crying for days. Like, why would they do that to people? But um, in one and, season. In <laughs> one season. And the craziest thing is like, I don't jive with like crying anime at all, but for some reason was drawn to all of them last season. But um, those two were my picks for the first season or not for the first season, for the summer season. Yeah. And um, I really like them so far. So I, I'm really excited because like I said, I don't remember the last time 
I watched the first episode and was like, well, we all know, like, you got to wait like three episodes, right? Like, at least that's yeah. kind of my rule. But really excited about the first episode. I still, they both have second episodes out. So I got to watch them later. But I'm like, I'm sold on the first, the first episode. So. Yeah, it's been kind of a mixed bag this season, in my opinion. Like, there were some early ones that seemed really good, and then there's been a lot of just sort of like, eh. AJ, what yeah. do you think? No, I'm kind of in a similar boat. Compared to last season, it's hard to just look at the seasonal chart and be like, wow, this is going to be a great season. I have no idea what more than half of these shows are like about or where they're from or anything like that. So I had to do some digging. And uh, yeah, I ended up watching two of the three shows that I was hyped for. I would have watched all three, but I didn't have much time. I watched the first episode of Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid oh. and the first episode of the, I think it's the Duke of Death. It is, yeah, the Duke of Death and his maid. Yes. So uh, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, the first seasonal anime that Kyoto Animation has put out since the travesty that has happened last year. And we all know the previous director for season one was one of the, uh, one of the victims in the fire. Yeah. Shout out, they actually did credit him in this. So he did do some work on this series before all that happened. Uh, shout out to healthy production schedules. But yeah, it doesn't feel like much has changed in the way of style and direction. The episode is still broken up into little skits with those cute yeah. little emotes. And maybe it's a bit snappier in terms of comedy, but I'll need some more time to like notice that. And then we got introduced to the newest character whose name I kept mispronouncing. I think it's Ilulu. Yeah, Ilulu. Ilulu. Oh, yeah. yeah. By the way, these are the cutest characters I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. They are like really cute. Um, I don't know if it was just that image. Like I was like, oh my gosh, you just want to hug them all. Oh, and the opening that... is is stripped right from Nietzsche Joe. It's great. Yeah. Oh my gosh, how cute. Stop. I'm here for it. Yes. My my impression of it so far is because I did also watch the first episode of this and it was one that I was looking forward to. And I tried to set aside like any misconceptions or, or preconceived ideas about it because some people, you know, were pretty iffy about Ilulu's character design because she's mm -hmm. got big old bazongas. So no other way to say it. They're just oh, huge. They're just, there. they're just there and huge. But I like her. I like her fangy mouth and I like her attitude and she's like a dragon of chaos. So she's just there to like wreck shit initially. And the first episode mm -hmm. opens up with uh, Toru joining like a real maid cafe and then they don't even let her be a maid. She ends up being the cook, which I thought was really funny. She um, oh. real curses yeah, to like make the food <laughs> appetizing. I thought that was funny. Yeah. But I love Toru, I love Kana and Kobayashi all together. Um, you know, I kind of want to see where they leave you off at a cliffhanger at the end of the first episode because Ilulu can't accept that like Kobayashi is a woman that just is accepting and of Toru. She thinks she's got to have ulterior motives. So she yep. gives her male genitals at the end of the yep. episode. And I thought they were going to skip it. I read the manga. I really I thought, thought they, they would skip, skip that. This. Yeah, mm -hmm. but no, so, we're doing wait, it right. Is, she, is he going to switch back, or is it like oh, that? She'll switch back. It's just oh. like a minor spoilers. Yeah, she'll switch back. But it's this is the thing, and I tweeted about this right after watching the episode. I like Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid because it it seems very wholesome, and the overall message is about like it doesn't matter, kind of if you're different species or different outlooks. We can 
kind of come to an understanding and work together and live together. And I love that speech that Miss Kobayashi gives her at the end. Yeah. Like yeah. that's a really nice, well-written, thoughtful speech. Yes. But the show gives me some of the worst whiplash ever <laughs> because yeah. literally that happens five seconds after that speech and then yeah. the episode ends. But I want to keep watching. I want to keep supporting it in Kyoto Animation. So I hope we breeze through this quickly and get to to some more of that thoughtful, thoughtful, wholesome stuff that a lot of people seem to like. And uh, the other show I watched was The Duke of Death and His Maid, right. which I said this last time, it seems like the next installment in the let's just tease the main character series of shows that we've been getting, like Uzaki-chan and uh, Nagatoro. I love the maid's design. Yeah. Like it it's so simple, but it's great. And I, I love all the character designs. You mentioned that I should cosplay the dude. I have his hat here. Yeah. I can't wear it because of the headphones. I got so, earbuds so that in the future I can wear giant hats and not be impeded anymore. I might I might try that next time. <laughs> um, this girl's a vibe right now. You know, With the I, cross I earrings love... and like the all black gothic outfit. I'm like, all right. And she's she's really, really sweet. And I can actually see the chemistry between her and the Duke in the first episode. I feel really bad for him because the story is basically he's this really rich noble. I don't even really know how old he is. He's got to be in it at the absolute youngest in his mid to late teens. And he was cursed by a witch when he was like five. Um, Happens. And, and like you do. Um, maybe it's the same person who turned the prince into the beast in Beauty and the Beast. I don't know. Maybe they just hate kids. She's just getting around. She was like in Paris, yeah. France, and then she just hopped over to Tokyo. She's like, yo. You get a curse. You yeah, get a curse. Exactly. Everyone gets a curse. But Actually, where does this take place? Is it Tokyo or, or in uh, Japan? Or? Victorian. I'm not really sure. It's like Europe a Victorian setting. Uh, they. Okay. They do have like non-Japanese names, oh, um, okay. but the setting is kind of left ambiguous as is with the time period, because the whole setting takes place in this mansion that it's only really him and like a few other people. They make it a point that uh, no one wants to be around him. His family kind of, particularly his mom, just kind of shipped him away after he got cursed because she's like, you're a monster and we want nothing to do with you. Without Aww. saying that, but it's like very clear that's how she feels. Mm -hmm. And it, the episode even ends with- Or she's dealing with her own insecurities and she just like couldn't handle it at the moment. And so she had to deal with her own self-work. But okay, it's we can possible. say that. But Jackie's yeah, writing a fanfic right now. I know, right? But I do have a question. The animation for this one really turned me off. Yeah, I, I was. So kind of I'm surprised you picked it. Well, I picked it because when it was first announced, I looked up the manga and I loved the designs. Okay. And I'm like, oh, this is actually kind of a cute, tragic twist on this whole thing. Then mm -hmm. I saw the PV and I'm like, oh, why is this in CG? It does right? not need to be in CG. And I was waiting for the episode to kind of justify, like, B Star sometimes justifies why it's in CG and stuff like that. But this show didn't really it, it actually kind of tried to do that thing where it was sort of trying to mimic 2d humor with 3d oh. models at times and it didn't fully work especially since some of the stylized parts of the episodes are in 2d so oh, okay. i don't know why they took that approach it's hmm. it, it won me over enough with the with the dynamic between the duke and the maid you can tell like they actually really 
like like each other and everything. It's not just it's not just bullying, I guess, which yeah. is always sort of the vague feeling I get with the other shows, even if there is chemistry there. And I and Jackie, you you mentioned that. I'm very curious to know like what this dynamic is with him and his family because that was very prominent towards the second half of the oh, episode. They're gonna unearth that. That actually that made me more interested in is that. that is it kind of like Kimono Friends where maybe like the story and the characters might be enough to sort of like look That's past some I'm of the animations? Okay. That's what I'm hoping. Like uh, similar to Jackie, I'll give it another episode or two. If it still is not really clicking with me, I might just go read the manga. But uh, yeah, that uh, those are those are the shows I'm looking forward to so far. And when I get more time, I'll check out the rest of the season. I'm very so, curious about the Vinny... The, how we pronounce the test? I don't the, know. The I keep wanting to say Benitis. Is it Benitis? I don't know either. Someone, someone somewhere will tell us eventually. Yeah. And is it Noah or No? Noe? I thought no. I don't know either. It's either Noah or Noe. But I think it might be Noe. Noe. Okay. Anyway, but yeah. my I don't didn't want to sound like stuck up, and I was like, "Ooh, the animation! I'm not going to watch it." But no, like, I totally get it. I know, right? It's like I can watch Violet Evergarden, though I do not like the plot. It's boring to me. It's not my cup of tea when it comes to anime, but I can just watch it because it's just like beautiful, right? Mm -hmm. But then, a huge Berserk fan. I mean, like, I don't even think I need to talk about it. You know what I mean? Like one that wasn't one of the most thrilling arcs, but it was just like, that made that excruciating for me. You yeah. know, and it, it's just interesting how, I mean, I get it because I'm sure it like saves money and all this stuff, but it's just like, for example, the two that I was talking about, the animation was just like so great, especially for this Vanitas or Van Vanitas or whatever. Like the, the visually, like I was like, wow, this is just Awesome. Well, that's bones for you, though. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. But yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just, like, I hate to sound like that, but just, like, as soon as I see CG, I just start to get a little, like, I can feel it, you know? Though, Dorohidoro had CG in it, too, and I love Dorohidoro. So I guess yeah. we'll see. Maybe, maybe, maybe. You you keep us posted, AJ, if it's I worth will. it. Yeah, we'll be checking in with you on that. Now, <laughs> like, now I talked about uh, Kageki Shoujo, um, during my most anticipated, so I won't spend a ton, ton of time on that one other than to tell people to watch it. It's about a special, like, theater school. Like, you have to pass a elite test to get in. Only the best of the best make it in. And it's to train uh, Takarazuka actors, which are... What is female, that? Oh, you were talking about actors. this one. Yeah, 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 female stage actors where women play both the male and female parts. So the main character is a girl named Sarasa. Not Sasara. I think it's Sarasa. Um, and she's like from the country, but she's super tall, like Jackie level tall, maybe. I don't know. She's the blonde, right? Yeah. And so yeah, I saw some. She's gonna be like, become like the best actress and play the male parts, right? And be like the super suave, ultra pretty. Because the whole idea behind Takarazuka, like one of the ways they promote it, is that like the women that play the men are so perfect that they're better than real men is supposed to be the whole idea there. So like, they're very attractive actresses and they, <laughs> so like they open up, uh, they open up the episode by like showing examples from the Rosa Versailles musicals that they've done and stuff. So where, where the women play Oscar, who was, that's also like, do you know Rosa Versailles? 
don't want no, to. No, I want to like Google that right now. Oh, it's a classic. It's a classic. Um, okay. Ryoko Ikeda classic in this, the idea of a woman raised as a man who, you know, serves in Marie Antoinette's court. So oh anyway, God, the manga was so super pretty. popular and it's been adapted into Takarazuka plays because of course there's beautiful costumes and everything like that. So anyway, that's what- beautiful. That's what that one's about, about, uh, you know, high school actresses vying to be the best Takarazuka hopefuls. But uh, some of the other ones that kind of, that caught me off guard a little bit, one was Life Lessons with Urumichi Onisan, which is a comedy about a guy who is like the exercise. Okay, I guess, let me start. Do any of you guys like watch The Wiggles or any of those other like live action children shows? What are you talking yeah, about? I actually First... attended one of them for The Wiggles. I, I don't Wiggles? even remember Jackie, why. you at least know what Barney is. Oh my gosh, is. okay, I do know The Wiggles. You have to I know do. The Wiggles. Okay, so. Wow, they, that takes me back. The Wiggles were like Australian, but like they, it got imported and like faint, I think one of the songs that were like, my mom ran a daycare when I was a kid. So maybe I have a little more insight into like children's yeah. programming but anyway <laughs> so the idea of these shows um is that you have a couple of live action actors and they act out skits and they teach educational things to children who watch them you know and uh so the main character urumichi he's the exercise guy so during his segment he's he's supposed to kind of like lead the children in like little exercise routines to get their bodies moving and stuff but um he's like 30 something years old and completely disillusioned with life so Usually he just like says mildly inappropriate things about life to children. And they're like, they're like, what? He's like, don't worry. You can't ever give up even when you really want to, especially when it comes to life. You know, like he just like, his soul, <laughs> like his soul left his body because he originally, this isn't like his original career goal, right? Like originally he was a, a gifted gymnast in college. So he, he had like athletic aspirations that didn't go anywhere. His other co-workers are kind of the same way. Like one's a guy who's a very talented singer, but you know, was never ever able to make it big. So he's singing on some children's TV show, which I mean, I guess in my eyes, I'm like, is that really so bad? You're on TV. Like you're getting paid to sing on, on TV, yeah. even if it's for children. Maybe you don't have like a, a top 20 billboard album, but there are worse. Really things. impressive. Yeah. <laughs> but right? anyway, so, like... yeah, they're all just kind of disillusioned. Like there's a, there's a woman on the show as well. And she's, also, like, she lives with her boyfriend, and she's like, why hasn't he proposed yet? We've been together for X, Y, all my friends on Instagram are getting married sort of situation. Anyway, so it's kind of dark humor, but I found it funny. So that's what I recommend checking out if you two are disillusioned with life. I might check that out because that is one of my favorite types of humor, just kind of the, the, the dead soul, just tell it like it is no matter who's listening, kind of. Yeah, kind of he kind of scares some of his coworkers a little bit too, because like he's always just in his break, like his break room, like squeezing one of those things in his hands that's supposed to work out your hand, your like grip muscles or whatever. And just anyway, so I thought that one was funny. And then I also checked out the Aquatope on White Sand, which is totally not my usual. It's like the polar opposite of, of like when Jackie was describing a uh, Violet Evergarden, it's kind of in like that. It's PA oh, words. No. PA words. Very beautiful. Lots <laughs> of fish and sea life. Really cute penguins. Like I might watch it like just for the it takes place in an aquarium. So you're oh, seeing like lots of aquariums. Really cool. Yeah. In Okinawa. So it's got, you know, a little bit like tropical vibe. And the idea is like this one girl was um, an idol. 
but I think I think she was being stalked, maybe, or she she doesn't she left like her idol group, like she left the idol group, and she's supposed to just go home, but she's not ready to like confront everyone yet about the fact that she failed in that regard. So um, I have a quick question. Yes, because and I'm sure Lindsay will have. Um, like knowledge in this area. So, I mean, I've been, I don't typically watch like slice of lifey type of like anime, but I, recently I've just been seeing like so much of these like idol characters and like in Danganronpa, I remember there was like an idol character and like every once in a while, like in a violent one, like I see one pop up, but like, is this like a thing over there that there's like a giant group of girls who are just trying to be idols and a lot of them fail at it? Yes. So like, what happens if you fail? Well, in this case, you run away to an aquarium in Okinawa. But I'm like, how can, so, like, that would be like half of our population being like, I'm going to be Lady Gaga or something. Like, that That just seems like preposterous that so many of these people are like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's a thing out there. Because I just feel like I've just been shocked. At, like, I see it That's coming cool. up and up and up. So I'm like, do a lot of people out there, they're like, risk everything and go for because it's a wild dream like it's i don't know like it's kind of like moving to los angeles to become an actress sort of yeah thing. you yeah. know like lots of people like make that move to la and they're gonna hit it big and they're just gonna you know they'll work part-time job at a restaurant until they get their big break and when it doesn't work out in japan you know there's lots of there's idol production companies everyone knows like the really big ones like akb48 and, and stuff like that yeah but there there are smaller like local ones um some idol groups like just become like representative small towns for like tourism. There's a lot of like different, I feel like scales, like as far as like the national stage versus like your prefecture or your town or your city. Um, this is wild to me. We need to do a video or an article on that. Cause it's like, I kind of knew, I just knew that popped up, but I didn't know like the backstory or history of it. Like I, and the more and more I've seen it, I've been like, wow, this is a huge part of their culture. You know what I mean? Like it just, I was like, wow. So I, I have, I have seen but. some surveys, um, not that they mentioned idols, but I have seen plenty of surveys because Snake Assassins brought this up in the comments um, about how in Japan, and I've definitely noticed it among like my son's age group um, that aspire to be like YouTube streamers. Like yeah. that's, the, that's the vision of a, of a celebrity really more than like, being on TV or something, it's to have a bunch of subscribers. I was so, going to compare it to that. I was going to say, I yeah. guess now we have a lot of kids who are like, I want to stream video games or I want to be like a, a famous YouTuber or something. But yeah, hmm. yeah, Idol's way cooler, everybody. Just saying. If I was in Japan and I was 10 years younger, actually 15, I guess I'd be <laughs> much younger than this. I'd be like, I'm happy an Idol. I would yeah. be an idol, and then Ioi Toto would find me, and we would be in love. But again, <laughs> that's in a parallel universe. We got a we got a question from chat asking us if we're hyped for Chainsaw Man, Demon Lord, JoJo Bizarre Adventure, Venland Saga season two. So this is all the stuff that I think came out of the the Mappa stage over the last week or so. Yeah. Definitely hyped for Chainsaw Man, one hundred percent. Yeah, power looks like an absolute badass. I can't wait to see her just kick ass all over the place. And just like people getting their heads chainsawed off, all sorts of stuff. Um, Stone Ocean, yes, yeah, super hype for Stone Ocean. We should find out more about that next month. There's going to be another stage show for JoJo's. What were the other ones? Female protagonist, like yes, Jolene. Yeah, which is a great name. And um, yeah. I can't. I'm really excited about that. So. And Vinland Saga season two. Um, 
I fell off of the first season. Don't tell anyone. It's on my to-do list. I did too. And I don't know how I did because it was really, really good. That seems like something you would really like. AJ, yeah. did you watch it? Didn't even on? start it. Oh, oh it's so no. good. I know, I know. We're in I so watched, much trouble. I watched the teaser for the season two. And so, you know, he was a teenager or like pretty young. So now he's yeah. like a man. So that made me like, I'm like, oh, I got to catch up. Um, it's it's really, really good. I, I think I was really close. I had to be like an episode like eight or nine. Yeah, or like I, I just got to finish the last bit. Yeah, same. Same. Add it to my list in time for season t- in time for season two. Do you know who, uh, Mappa is doing season two, right? That was yeah. These are all yeah. These are all okay. Mappa announcements. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Chainsaw looks. I don't know anyone who's not excited for Chainsaw. Like that. Just that first trailer. That was a just really hit. well edited trailer. Yeah, totally. Everyone was talking about it. What it was. It had to be trending on Twitter too. I think a bunch it of people were bringing it up. Yeah, got crazy views on YouTube as well. Like. Yeah, YouTube views for it went like so. It's also rare to see a, a series get that popular before the anime comes out because the manga's over and it had this huge following before it too. Um, so it's over as over. in the first, yeah, because the first season like ran in the magazine and then um, it's going to run the second season on Jump Plus. So there will be, but we oh, don't know okay, what that, that means. Idea. Like, are any of the characters coming back? Is it a spinoff? Is it mm-hmm. you know? There's like no. We'll have to see. So, yeah. Fun fact, and maybe this is a good transition. Chainsaw Man has a cameo in the My Hero manga. Does he really? What? Yeah. How fun! It, it technically... seems though Chainsaw Man's very dark. You could, I when I saw him, I was actually like, he could be it some could weird be like Hero, minor yeah, academia yeah, yeah, character. Yeah. It's kind of like how uh, Deadpool has met All Might in his manga, which is coming out in English here pretty soon. There's a Deadpool manga that's coming out. Yeah, and All Might makes an appearance in it. Okay, I need that's to amazing. That. Yeah, I just did not know that. See that. Yeah. Oh my gosh, <laughs> love it. Well, I think that's about all the summer season stuff we were hyped for. That's out so far. Uh, B Star season two is going to be dropping on Netflix in a couple days. So cannot <laughs> wait. Oh my goodness. Really for that oh as my well. goodness. Get ready to cry, everybody. Get ready to cry. I don't want to cry. You might not cry, Gosh. but I think you'll be more on the edge of your seat compared. Yeah. I, I read the manga for that. Really, one, so. I cried so much in the first season. Well, this Haru, one's gonna focus more. Haru's like monologues like get me so bad. She's I could relatable. not. Very relatable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and Legoshi. Legoshi got me all the time too. Maybe yeah. I'm a big crybaby, and I you do are. like slice of life stuff. This is oh, why you've been avoiding God. them because you don't want to address. Yeah. Them. Exactly, it's true. You are it soft, is. Jackie. Accept it. <laughs> I am a big softie. Dang. As Lindsay mentioned earlier, today's episode of the ANN After Show is sponsored by Loot Crate. Every month, Loot Crate puts out a ton of cool anime-related crates, including the Loot Anime Crate, the Loot Anime Fury Crate, and the Crunchyroll Crate, as well as special edition crates like the Gundam Life Crate series, Inuyasha Special Edition Crate, the Junji Ito Artist Crate, and tons more. Check out LootCrate.com and use coupon code ANN10 for a special 15% discount. Thanks, Jackie. Yay. Thank Thanks, Lootbox, for sponsoring us. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that means it's time to get into My Hero Academia's latest episode. Uh, right before we get started, I just want to remind everyone, no spoilers in the chat. We're only going to be talking about what happened in the latest episode, episode 103. And AJ here is going to give us the lowdown. AJ. 
Yes. So episode 103 titled One Thing at a Time. Uh, last we left off, Deku, Todoroki, and uh, Bakugo ended up joining Endeavor for another work-study program because the school was heavily pushed by the hero agency to say, hey, get the kids more experience. We're not going to really tell you why. Um, and but we know why. We know why. Right. But like they don't fully know why. And it's further confirmed in this episode um, why that is. But um, yeah. So everyone goes off to pretty much do their own separate work studies. Uh, Todoroki offers for Bakugo and Deku to come with him to go to Endeavor's agency. And in the middle of uh, a villain attack in the middle of the city where we kind of see how are reminded about how abrasive Endeavor can be at times. Um, and that's putting it lightly. Um, Hawks ends up trend ends up giving Endeavor a book, a book that like kind of, uh, I, I don't want to say, I don't, I can't really think of a comparison to it, but it's basically a book of a uh, growing ideology throughout Maybe Japan. A manifesto. There we go. That's the word I was looking for. And um, we know that behind the scenes, Hawks is working as a double agent for something called the Meta Liberation Army. And he ends up giving a book to Endeavor with highlighted code in it that basically says, hey, in four months, something bad is going to happen. This group has like over hundreds of thousands of followers and we got to be ready. And this episode pretty much picks up right from there, where similar to what the uh, teachers assumed last time, Endeavor comes to the conclusion of, oh, you want me to train these kids like to be actual heroes because they may be our last line of defense. Okay, that's not good. Um, screwed up. But... Yep, a little bit screwed up, but that just should highlight how desperate they are because we find out the episode starts with Hawks entering what looks like a boardroom meeting of the Meta Liberation Army and the League of Villains are also there. Yeah, that was weird. Uh, they're all cloaked in shadow, but you can see you can see twice. You can see Compress. You can see... Um, Himiko. Himiko. You can see Toga. And... They're all basically, they're all basically talking. The rest of the group is kind of the rest of the group. You clearly can't see who they are, um, and one of them even commemorates Hawks for Ah, yes, thank you for spreading the good word of our manifesto to all the younger generation. A little culty, um, and Toga basically says that yep, we're ever, the only one who doesn't appear to be there is Shigaraki. And we don't know why, but Toga does drop that, hey, we got to get everything ready because in four months, Shigaraki is going to destroy Japan. <laughs> We're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> and uh, Hawks finds this out by leaving one of his feathers in the door because he's got cameras all over his feathers. So right. he basically can't like preventing him from spilling anything. But he points out that his feathers can pick up vibrations as long as he's close enough. So that's how he overhears that, and we assume that's what he, the message he was trying to give to Endeavor about what's about to happen in four months. We don't know how or why, but that's what's happening, and that's what everybody needs to prepare for. Lost Thief, uh, by the way, said, so nice to see Toga again. She looks so happy, yeah. which made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> she was very happy. And we're like, yeah. you are scary. And wasn't she like laughing about the, the yeah. planes that blow up? She's or like, what, we don't boom. know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's all going to go away. I'm like, 
oh, okay. And actually, we also get the the understanding that this Liberation Army. So we saw a bit last episode that uh, some of the heroes are in leagues with the uh, with the group. We see on that map all throughout Japan. They yeah. have influences with heroes, with the Splinter cells. Yeah. yeah, everywhere. And and uh, Hawks even says, like, that's part of the reason why we might need the students, because we, we, we might be outnumbered with all of this in terms yeah. of, like, pure following. And he's trying to figure out what's the best way to combat them. Do we hit them all individually at once? Do we Do we try to get them all in one place? That's what they're going to be working on. But uh, Endeavor gets the general gist of it, so he mans up, basically, and he's like, okay, Bak you three? Yeah, okay, I'm going to teach you. And uh, he actually sits down with the kids and says, what do you actually want to improve and work on? And Deku kind of goes into the, uh, the methodical stuff about, well, I have this power that I can only use at certain times, only when I regulate it in certain ways. Yeah. Yes. And I have this new power that manifested, but I can only use it a little bit. And ideally, I'd like to use it a lot because it can be very versatile. And you just see Bakugo slowly getting irritated in yeah. the background because classic Deku. Um <laughs> and I like how uh, Burning was like, who could follow all of that? And Endeavor's like, oh, okay, I get it. It's basically this. He's like, oh, okay, I guess that's a pro for you. Um, basically, well, Deku, wants to, Deku wants to learn how to use all of his new abilities without constantly compromising himself because some things he can only use at 8%, some things he can only use at 20%, and this right. new power he can barely use at all. Uh, Bakugo says that I want to learn what I can't do. Because for all of my life, I was given this power that basically let me do whatever I want. But I know there's more to being a hero than just being strong. So I wanted to learn from the best what it means to actually be the best. And I'm like, that's a very mature and well thought out answer. Bakugo. I thought it was too. <laughs> yeah, I was really impressed with his uh, Bakugo's little monologue there where he, you know, he, just, he wants to know what his actual limitations are. Because until you know what your limits are, you don't know how to keep yourself from getting hurt or, you know, when you need to call in backup and things like that. And he's never had to, uh, I guess he hasn't found that moment yet. So well, we did you see the still... quote where he was like, just being strong is enough to make you truly strong. Yeah. 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 I was going to say that was like, we were talking about how in, what was it like a couple episodes that we wanted to see Bakugo development, but it was almost like he just like hopped to sane and acting away without like any development. Yeah. I do feel like the, we've seen beats with him that I feel like we have seen the development. Like we saw like the genus moment. Um, yeah. And it's kind of funny because they haven't, I feel like with Deku's moments, there's like, a spotlight on him and like it's like he's looking at the sky and like he, there's music playing and it's like very dramatic while bakugos are kind of like there's no music it's really fast but like they hit you really hard you know what i mean mm -hmm. at least for me this might just be my opinion so it's like i feel like this was probably like the third moment that just kind of like it was just like perfect it was i thought it was really good writing where it's just like you can tell he is, he is changing and yeah. it's just I, I agree. It's yeah. um, and it's actually funny because a similar thing. Literally, I caught up with the manga. Literally, the the recent chapter was also a Bakugo chapter, and we do see that we do see that growth more with Bakugo. It's always a matter of he's always a man of action, I guess, and he doesn't like talking. Mm -hmm. So when 
I think our problem with the thing in the last arc was, yeah, he was like looking after his teammates and everything, but verbally and personality wise, there didn't seem to be much of a change. Um, here, when he's actually talking about his feelings and what he's been thinking about, um, then you can kind of see the growth. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then we get an interest, speaking of growth, we get an interesting moment with Todoroki where- I like this. Yeah, Endeavor is basically like, I already know why you're here. You want to learn how to use flash fire, my strongest move. And he's like, well, yeah, but there's more too. But just because he very much lays it down, lays down the law with his dad that like, look, just be I'm here exactly because I'm not I'm here exactly how you wanted me to be, but also not at the same time. You said I was going to reach the limits of my power if I only used my ice and not your fire. And you were right. So I'm here to basically learn as much as I can from you. But just because I respect you as a hero does not mean I respect you as my father. Yeah, I am I here to use you. I know. That was like, that was, that was rough right there. Right? That was like, mean. That's not growth. <laughs> yeah. but, well, I want to. <laughs> Considering what his dad did to him, it's no, kind of, of justified. Of course, of course. Like, he is justified to have his anger. But, like, to say that that was growth, like, I mean, I think, okay, the fact that he's even dealing with his dad is definitely, like, a step in the right direction. But, like, for me, that kind of was, like, I don't know. I thought he's had some better moments with his father. And for him to be, like, that kind of seemed like a step back for me, to be honest. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe I, I was I, wrong. Well, the way that I took it was that, like, Endeavor, I feel like Endeavor's the type of guy in that he doesn't have a lot of like emotional intelligence as far as dealing with people, right? Yeah. And so he thinks his son shows up to learn from him. So they're just good. It's good yeah. now. Like my son's talking to me. He's not ignoring my texts anymore. He's like showing up and stuff. And it felt like Todoroki was like, before you get excited, okay? I still, I still don't like you. Forgiven you yet. Yeah, yeah, I still don't like you yet but I'm here because you do have something to offer me. And I am acknowledging that you have that, you know, that you have some wisdom in this particular area, but it does not mean I like you or that we are, you know, like. It's very much friends. setting boundaries. Like a uh, Jake Cole, Jake Cole, yeah. JD Cole said, it's like, I still haven't fully forgiven you for like what you did, but I, he, he's keeping a clear separation between. But he could have said hero. it like that. He could have said like, hey, I don't forgive you for what you did, but like, I'm here and like, let's make the best of it. I don't know. I thought it was pretty cold, but you know. He kind of did say that, but in a very cold way. Yeah, he was and just totally like. He's a pretty I'm, literal. He's a pretty literal yeah, character. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. just not really going to like. They, they both he ain't gonna be like Deku. He yeah. ain't gonna be like Deku. Deku would have given him like an essay explaining like, these are, this is why I'm here. And this is why I feel this way. And this is why I can't compromise. It would have been like a long monologue. Yeah, so I guess it was in Todoroki's style. I think that um, it definitely like, like, don't catch feels. Yes. I yeah. think, I definitely think it's good to set boundaries. And J.D. Cole said that, you know, like he's setting his boundaries. I think it was just really harsh, but you know what? Like, oh we'll let it go we'll let it it's fine i just thought like he could have been like hey like i'm happy to be here and working with you and like trying to work on our relationship but like we're still not you know we're still not good you know what i mean but it just like seemed like to me he was just kind of like harsh about it but i don't know maybe maybe i'm alone in that because everybody's like disagrees so no i I, I don't want to say too much, but like there's, there is more to the family drama than, than just that. So th there's a lot going on that will, he's just not going to, like someone said in chat, he's not going to divulge like his whole like 
family trauma because remember Bakugo and Deku are literally right there. That's all. Yeah. And Vernon was there. So and like, Vernon was there. Like, they're all just staring like. So again, not the best moment to be saying this. That was my perspective. Like, why are you saying that now in front of everybody? Like, I was like, I would have been like pulled my if I was in the same situation. Kind of pulled them aside. Kind of it was a power move. move. That could be seen. As like, you might be the number I, one hero, but I'm gonna tell all your subordinates that you suck as a dad. Dad, <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe that was it. Because for me, I was just like, whoa, we're just really airing out all the family drama in front of everybody and being like ice cold about it. But like you guys said, that's Todoroki's delivery. So yeah, I don't think Todoroki, th this might sound bad. I don't think he thinks in that way to kind of be as like a calculative emotional attack. I just yeah. think he was just saying what was on his mind because yeah. he could see his dad was getting very comfortable. And he's like, don't, don't get comfortable. I'm, I am here in the same capacity that they are to grow and get stronger. Um, like you being my dad. Oh, JD just that. said the line, don't act all cool just because my friends are here. That actually got that, me. That's I liked that line. <laughs> I did like that post. line. Because I was like, I would have said that to my dad in front of my like friends when I was his age. So like, you know what I mean? I'd be like, stop trying to act all cool right now. But I don't know. We'll You're a dork, dad. Yeah, also, exactly. Jerry's still out whether you can read or not. Like, Oh, uh, I want... Okay, between that and this scene, I want oh. fan people to like dub over this or make comics with this, just completely changing. Like, slow your roll, old man. We're not cool or anything. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, but yeah. Uh, there you go. I know we just shat on Endeavor for a little bit, but surprise, surprise, he's actually kind of a good teacher if you think about it, because he does take what they want to learn to heart. And he's still very much in the keep up with me i'm not going to sit down and baby you kind of mentality but he does sort of sit down and tell them exactly what they need to work on both yeah. through example and by explaining it to them uh for for <clears throat> for deku for bakugo and todoroki it's more about you guys are impressive and you have like these these great physical gifts you just need to kind of fine-tune and perfect them while also realizing that your actions all have consequences because while they're trying to catch up with endeavor bakugo's making excuses like ah, it takes me a while to get warmed up in the winter and endeavor says like look uh he gives them like like these three these three creeds i have it saved here it's like these three creeds that they they learned rescue in evacuation and fighting right yes like and then the and parallel processing and swift response. I don't know. I thought you were going to say parallel parking, and I got really. <laughs> Lindsay, that's actually how I remembered that's too funny. parallel processing because he uses a driving example to explain it, and it makes sense. Uh, and that's yeah, that's what he uh, for for those two. It's like, hey, um, yeah, for Deku, you need to learn parallel processing, which is basically like it seems like you're trying to juggle various different things at the same time. You need to be able to do all of that in a very natural way. He's like, is that possible? I mean, look at that person driving right there. He's looking in the rearview mirror. He's got his hands on the wheel. He's he's uh, manually controlling the gas. To learn how to drive a car, you have to go through a bunch of individual steps, but eventually it gets to a point where you can just do it all as one action. I've heard driving a car is a form of hypnosis, actually. That's really? why you How? I don't know. Just that's supposedly that's something to do with why sometimes you start and then you end and you don't remember how you got anywhere in the middle. I just thought it's because that's never happened out. to me in my entire. You're always driving. like fully aware when you're driving. Like you don't have a route I mean, that you like to think so. I guess I have, you know. I guess you're right. <laughs> you have like routes. 
And you yeah, you're right. You're right. Along yeah, to the radio or something instead, and then you're like, oh, I'm here. I don't know. It happens yeah. to me. Actually, <laughs> you're right. Like, and then I'll fall into like a route and then I'm just like, oh, I'm here already. I guess that's true. I just never really realized until you said it, which is kind of scary. Reading is it supposed is to be scary. similar as well, which is why sometimes reading will put you to sleep. But oh, it, it, I've gotten to the point where it puts me to sleep if I focus too much on it. Cause I think that's kind of it. When you focus too much on something, everything just sort of disappears in like a bad way sometimes. But um, Deku's biggest problem. Well, okay, sorry, I did get heavy here. No, no, it's like I'm in a bad way because we talked about zoning out while driving. Don't zone yeah. out while driving, people. Um, but uh, also, shout out to the person in the comments that's like he's explaining this metaphor to like three students who can't drive. I'm like, yeah, that's a very good point. Oh but my I think God, that is hilarious because I think the legal driving age in Japan, or like you can't. I don't think you can get your license at like 16 in Japan. I think it is eight. 18. I have no idea. At this time, they're like into their second year. So they're about 16 years old. Yeah. Um, yeah. so yeah. And um, and that's that's basically how the episode ends with him sort of explaining like what they need to do to better themselves. And even Todoroki notices some things by example because and you see Endeavor explains it, but he also shows that he's taking everything into account whenever he does something. He's taking into account where the villain might go. He's taking into account where civilians are. He's trying to be the first person to respond and basically stop things as they're happening or before they happen. Because as he explains to Bakugo, he's like, you can make excuses all you want, but this isn't some kind of test where like the worst that can happen is you get a low score. Yeah. Here, you make you you screw up, you don't upright in time, or you don't take these things into account, people will die. Like when he stops the, yeah, the woman he, in the train. He the, puts it truck. in like really frank terms to think about because like I told you, it takes me longer to warm up in the winter. And they're like, is that gonna be good enough when someone's dead? Yeah. You're gonna be like, Well, it's sorry she died. I I take longer to warm up in the winter. Like that no one's gonna accept that. So yeah, yeah. Heavy. So for them, it's about, so for Bakugo and Todoroki, it's about improving their individual abilities because even Todoroki is noticing, oh, this is how he's using his fire. I have the same power. I should be able to do the same thing. So it's more of that, like trying to balance his powers thing. And with Deku, it's about trying to learn all of his, basically trying to do all of his individual things at the same time, instead of thinking of them one, one at a time. And that's how the episode pretty much ends. It, it was a lot of talking towards like the, the latter third. And we have a preview for next episode. We're going to be focusing. Oh, also. Um, Rookie is back. Yeah, girl. Yeah, I got really excited. I yeah, got really excited. Yeah. Sorry, AJ, I cut you off. No, no, no. It's fine. Uh, yeah. Next episode, we are going to be focusing on some of the other students and during their work studies. Oh, um, Quick thing I also glossed over, but I'm sure Jackie and, and you guys will want to talk about it. Uh, we get a little introspection with Hawks, too, at the beginning, where because his big thing was, I just want to live in, I don't really care about training the next generation or anything. I just kind of want to live in a world where everyone is happy and doesn't have to think very hard. Uh, but now he realizes how important the next generation is going to be in a very immediate sense. Yeah, And he even flashes to a... Tokoyami, and he's like, actually, it was you who kind of reminded me of that. So I hope you're doing. Uh, I wrote that I hope down. You're doing yeah. good. I'm like, oh, he does care. I hope um, that. I hope he's he so young good. though, too. Hawks, Hawks yeah. is really he young too. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Yeah. So he's it's like just a baby. Like, how old is Endeavor? Endeavor has to be like, like mid late thirties, early forties. That's what I was gonna say. It's like, 
I Hawks is still a child and he's dealing with this like super heavy. I mean, I'm, I get, I understand technically he's not a child. He's like, you know, 22 right, year old young man. Else, yeah. But he's like shoulders. still a very young man. Um, yeah. And he, I think he also said something like, I hope we'll all be smiling. Like when the, the next time we see the cherry blossoms or something. And I was just like, Oh, the by the time the next season comes, I hope yeah. this will be over. Like he's, yeah. he's uh so we get a little like nice little growth and introspection there. I just like the fact that when you think some of the students aren't really playing a part in things, they they are growing and they do have an impact on on this society and on this generation. It's very heavy on the training the next generation to be better than you type of thing. Um and yeah, that that's basically that's basically it. Uh, also, fire propulsion was dope with Todoroki. I was yes. like going nuts when I saw that. I was like, what? Yeah, he should be able to do the exact same thing his dad does. How did he not think of that before? But I guess, I mean, I don't know. That's why they're there. They're learning. But I thought it was really cool. So. Yeah, I was uh, one of the things that I also thought was neat, um, completely separate, but we got to hear some of the Metal Liberation Army characters' voices for the first time. Yes. And, and the voice of uh, who I assume is the leader, he's got like a really pointy nose and like a sharp chin. Very ominous. Like, I really like the voice actor behind him. I, I need to look up who that was. Yeah, I love that character design. He is a Batman animated series. Yes! Yeah, he yes! looks like the Penguin or something. Yes! And two, they took the Penguin two face, and Riddler or Two Face, Riddler, and Penguin all combined. Like literally. Like I, I, I don't know if that was really the influences, but it's just like every time I look at him, I'm just like I wouldn't be shocked wow. if it is. Here, here yeah, maybe Hero loosely. came out and said that like Spider Man was one of his favorite heroes. You can tell there's a lot of influence with like yeah. I mean All Might's basically a I don't want to say caricature, but like in a uh, an amalgamation of Western comic book heroes sure, and stuff like yeah. that. So I, I bet it was intentional. But yeah. actually, interesting thing about that, and I can't go too much into it, but it makes me wonder how they'll do things later. Oh, um, he's Sanji. Sorry. Oh, he's voiced by Sanji in the Jap he, from the Japanese version. Yeah, the voice of uh, his name's Redestro. The voice of Redestro is Sanji. That's not a spoiler. They like revealed all the metal. Yeah, yeah, they revealed all of the, the voice actors and, and they show their profiles too, which is always like that yeah. thing of anime promotion versus what the show is trying to do. Mm -hmm. um, but <laughs> seriously, uh, Quanti, that's funny. There There's are some things that were taken at the, the first five minutes. There were some things that were taken out of the manga and rearranged. Right. Um, which they've been doing since the start of this arc, mm -hmm. right? This right arc but I think this episode order. had the had like the most stuff moved around. Like at this point, we should be seeing those characters' faces and everything. Mm -hmm. uh, but they're still trying to keep things in shadows. And even that whole line he gives to Hawks about the uh, about like, oh, it's easier. Like you're converting the youth and everything. That's yeah, great. It, it yeah, it's really really culty. And um, but that happens at a later point and. But we do also get some additions, like a lot of the stuff with the uh, outlooks of the other characters. Whoops, I yeah. my mic. Um, we get some cameos from like, remember those characters from like four arcs ago <laughs> during the uh, during the exam arc? They're still there and everything. And yes. Yay, look, it's my favorite. Week. Oh my God, love it. <laughs> I also love that they're together because yes. we had that theory about like, does is he soft on her? Because... Totally oh, so is. he's they're a couple. Like I consider them an MHA couple or like couple together. You know? Yeah, yeah. Cute. Cute. Yeah. I, I really this scene where we're showing the full screens. 
that like got me. I, f- I forgot who was like giving the monologue, but they were like, I w- it was Hawks, right? And Hawks was like, we'll all come together. Right? Was it Hawks? Am I making that up? I think it was Hawks or Endeavor. Was it was one like or the, the other. I know I started to doubt myself. I was like, was it Endeavor? But um, yeah, I was like, it gave me the feels to see everybody. Yeah. And Mushroom Girl again, like a huge shout out. Like it was just her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what, what's the name? What's his name again? I love him too. He's so oh, cute. We first encountered him during, uh, I think he's the, te- the other test. shadow boy. That's yeah. what I think of him. Yeah. The, the other edgelord. Yeah. Uh, yes. I forget what his actual name is. Oh, uh, there's so many characters. It's like. Yep. And we did yeah. see like nato and pony and like we see everybody is like working and doing their thing she hey she hey she hey and i think if we at least if i was a little a little more um if i knew a little more about like japanese landmarks i'm sure those are all shout outs like where exactly they are doing their internships because it looks like there's like landmarks in the background that i can't recognize off the top of my head like if i had to guess that looks like somewhere that's probably in uh Sapporo or something just based on the snow but it but it is winter so I guess it could be really anywhere um yeah I thought overall it was a really good episode one other one of the meta liberation army I wanted to give a shout out to we only we didn't see his face in the previous episode and then oh um the the laptop guy laptop guy skeptic, his name, skeptic. skeptic he looks like a character from a gorilla's music video yeah, <laughs> because of the long Perfect. hair and like the the, the heavy eyes. How did yeah. I not think of it that? Looks kind of like Murdoch. Yeah, yeah. Perfect like description. Yeah. Perfect. Like, he could just walk into a music video and you wouldn't think twice. Yeah, you're like, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Remember the gorillas. Funny. Yeah. Yeah. And he's voiced by Ben Diskin in the dub. So Dang. that's nice. Are, has the dub already caught up that quickly? Because because they skipped a week, I think the dub kept going. So the dub is only one episode behind. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, that, that is that's nice. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So anyone have any? Well, I guess so. Next episode, people are saying that's actually an anime original filler yes, episode. It is. It, it's um, anime original. Which um, I'm surprised, considering like I would kind of think the plot would be like going, 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 going. Not that I'm really complaining, because I I am glad we're gonna kind of check in with. With, with the like characters. Ur- yeah, Uraka and uh, Froppy and stuff and kind of see what, what they're getting up to. But I just didn't think that there would actually be time to do like another filler episode at this point. Well, this might also be a throwback to there was a similar filler episode when they did the um, when they did the first hero study program, that whole episode that focused on Sue and, and yeah. the other guy. Like we see the same characters here. Yeah. So maybe they thought like this would be the only other time to do something like that. And uh yeah it kind of is i don't see how you could have any more filler after all of this is said and done but uh yeah we'll probably have that and then we'll probably return to deku and everybody after that episode uh but yeah well uh shout out to uraraka she's got a new costume yeah yeah i'm excited to see that too and i guess before we go although aj knows so aj you can't give any spoilers but uh so jackie what do you think what do you, I? What is your theory about uh, Hawks? No. Oh, this guy. Ever? Oh, the penguin. No, this is this is the, the oh, guy with oh, the hands. Shigaraki. Shigaraki. Oh, I thought you were making like a nose no. thing. No, 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 sorry. Oh my oh, gosh, that is so funny. I thought she was like trying to point to an image or something. I'm like, wait, no, Chris doesn't oh, have the image out. I don't know what's going on. Face, you guys, help me out. Uh, Shigaraki, oh the, the main that was bad the, guy. Uh, because... Super obvious. I should have known. Um, so is he just like destroying the countryside? Like, what is he doing? 
Well, yeah, that's I, true. The last time we saw him, we, we just saw him lay waste. No, we saw him like two episodes ago laying waste to a city. Yeah, but yeah. we did. Did we see him? It was him. Yeah. No, no, we know it was him, but we didn't like see him talking no, about it or no, no, doing no, no. Well, just saw him just coming laughing. out of the rubble. He was just yeah, like, it's like I don't know. Like I, he wasn't so in this the, is, in that room. No, yeah. like I just feel like we have. Okay, so like the last time we've seen like Shigaraki, and like actually like do a lot. Like I, I can't even recall. It was the end like, of the overhaul arc. I was gonna say when he went up to overhaul and destroyed his other his arm, right? Yeah. So it's like we haven't seen Shigaraki in forever. So like. We we obviously knew he was connected to what happened with that city, but like for me, I'm just like I he's just I agree with Lindsay. Maybe he's just out there and he's just like doing whatever he needs to across all of Japan, and it's all gonna go and who knows. But I don't know. Like for me, it's like it's Shigaraki. It's gonna be really evil. It's gonna be really terrible, and that's oh. that scares me. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm worried about him. I don't. Okay, maybe it's just because he's got a really good character design, so, like, part of me wants him to have a redemption arc. He ain't. No. No, 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 no. Sugar, I am all about redemption. You know that. And Shigaraki is, like, one where I'm, like, oh, you know well, what? The thing about Shigaraki okay, okay, is we don't know why he is the way that he is. I'll yeah, take it back because there is some serious trauma there. Imagine you get an ability and you accidentally kill your parents or something, right? Because isn't that like his backstory? He like grabbed them and they disappeared or something. You I mean, that was no. We don't know for sure, but I mean, I haven't read the manga, and I think that that's pretty safe to assume something really went haywire with the quirk, right? I mean, when you have a quirk that literally disintegrates anything yes. you touch, yeah. So he obviously has had a lot of problems, a lot of, and issues. he does call the the hands. By names, yeah, like and the one on his face is called Father. Yeah. Whoa, how did I miss that? It's a really small blinking. Lindsay, how detail. did you miss that? That was like one of the scariest things ever. <laughs> he was talking about how his family is like all with him and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I was mortified. I was. That's why I'm like, it is. But we don't know how he got there. So I'll be yeah. honest. The overhaul, so I, I, and I talked about this on the podcast before, Shigaraki, I didn't, like, you know, he was evil, he was a villain, you know, whatever, but when he took overhauls, like, second hand, I was like, you are ruthless, you know what I mean, like, the guy's already going to jail, he already failed, he, like, pissed off his mentor, you know, like, abused a child, like, it's like, I don't even know where overhaul's mindset was at that point, and then to make him quirkless, like, yeah. I was just, like, there is kicking someone while there's down. And then there is just like, you have absolutely no heart. And like, they took one of his hands, which I was like, okay, that's like brutal enough as it was. And I, I did not even like, literally, I was like, there's no way I was like, there's no way Shigaraki will take his other hand. Like I was like, conceptually he could, but he would never. And then he did it. And I was like, oh my God. Gosh, so, wait, like, does he have no hands? He has, like, has, has no, no hands. hands anymore. And his whole quirk was his hands. Oh that's my what, God. That's what I'm saying. Like, Shigaraki is like evil on a different level. But again, like, maybe redemption, maybe we're going to see like some really tragic thing go down with his family. And then maybe I'm going to feel really awful for him. But it's like AJ said, the family. I'm with my family and they're all on him. And then the the overhaul scene was when I started to hate Shigaraki. Cause I'll be honest, like I like stains like crazy psycho, but like, you know, some of his, sometimes he'd be like rambling and I'd be like, okay, like he fell off the deep point. end, but yes, exactly. <laughs> There's um, a point in there somewhere. Yeah. And 
an overhaul, obviously like pretty evil, but like I you liked his voice though, didn't you? It was his voice. No, I'm kidding. I felt like he had. I felt like he had a dedication to his like yakuza gang. You yeah. know what I mean? Like he had this like loyalty, and maybe it was again loyalty to a fault. But it was like I always try to find a little bit of good. So Shigaraki, it's just like that overhaul scene. Really, I was like, oh wow. I don't know. I don't know with Shigaraki. And guess, all, one for all, or wait, all for one. Oh, all, all for, for one, one was, yeah, is pretty yeah, yeah. dang evil. Yeah, you know, like he's in he's skin that grows skull. over his eyeballs. He's, All he's, we know about Shigaraki up until this point is that yes, he he calls the hands by names like mother and father and and me. There's one specific name I can't remember it. Um, he's related to All Might's previous uh, All Might's mentor, one of the previous holders of one for uh, of one for all. She she he is her grandson. So we don't know anything about the family in between that. Okay. And at some point he was abandoned and one for all found him and specifically trained him to like be the perfect protégé. villain. Yeah, his protégé. protégé. Like yeah. very Darth Vader and Palpatine basically. Sort of, sort of deal, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah one more thing, Lost Thieves added, yep, and now Overhaul can never reverse the coma he put his boss in before that arc started. So Shigaraki really kicked him when he was down and then dug a deeper hole. Like, right. over, Overhaul, I about that. Overhaul has, is, I mean, I'm sure he's like, you know, like locked in a room and can't do anything, but it's just like, he's dead inside. Like, that guy is like, I can't even... I think that's what the yeah, last shot was it. supposed to imply. Like, cause you just see him laying on oh the my floor, God, like, eyes wide open. Like I, I have nothing now. And yeah, that was the last like thing we saw Shigaraki. In, do. In, and he was like laughing Shigaraki's, about it. In Shigaraki's defense was a small defense, but didn't overhaul like kill two of his beloved henchmen. He did uh, one of them. one, but no, yeah. he blew off the arm of the magician. Oh, and blew off the arm of yeah. the. And that's why the magician yeah. compressed. Like arm. I'm gonna take your arm, and compress took his arm, which I was like, hey, arm for an arm. And, and Shigaraki's like, and another arm. Yeah, exactly. And, and remember, like, no, we ain't done. He oh also God, took hurts. the uh, bullets that they worked on. The perfected right. uh, quirk erasing formula. He's yeah. like, oh, I'm just going to take this. And because uh, you don't seem to really need it anymore. I don't know why he had it on him. I think the heroes would have taken them off of him yeah. or yeah, searched his right. body. But uh, yeah, so we know that they're working with the Liberation Army, which has access to hundreds of thousands of followers. And Tomra is doing something that's going to either lead to the destruction or total annihilation of Japan for some reason. Who knows where he is? I mean, I do, but who knows where he is? <laughs> right so now. can someone remind me why is like, like we talked about with like stain and overhaul, like they all had their angles, right? So like Shigaraki's angle is just like, he hates humanity or because he had such a bad childhood. Is that kind of his angle? I think it's, it's been, it's been so long. Bad. I don't really even remember what Shigaraki's like he's angle is anymore. He's basically a child that's kind of trying to get back at the world for something like i do think he also is one for all like he wants to serve one for all like almost too much you know what i mean like he wants to make him happy like he wants to make his dad happy so i do sense that as True, well but we don't fully know yeah. what like 
one for all's angle is we thought it was no. just i want power but then it just seemed to be like i just want to screw over all might and now he's in jail so we don't really know what what that goal is now but the the only glimmer of shigaraki's ideology that we get is in two cases one is when he talks to stain stain had a specific ideology where he's like Heroes are hypocrites. They just do it for the money or glory or for pride. A true hero is someone who helps someone uh, like unapologetically. All Might's the only hero. And whereas Shigaraki is like, I don't really care about heroes. I just don't like them. And then he has that sit down with Deku. And he's like, I look at all these people and how comfortable and happy they are. And it just irritates me. But what can I do with this irritation? And then he somehow comes to the conclusion of, oh, I get it. I have to destroy All Might. But now All Might's retired. So we're it's not really a, sure. It's kind of like Heath Ledger Joker motiv- motivations going on there, I think. Little bit. He, I think he, I think he want, at this point that he wants to prove people are hypocrites, but he also just wants to burn the world to the ground. Yeah, which was Heath Ledger joke. Yeah, his like, thing. He's like, like I just want like, to watch the world burn. Well, that, I mean, he also tried to prove the hypocrite thing by like... Right, with the boats thing. With the boats, and, yeah. yeah, and, yeah. And, and Harvey Dent, you're right. So yeah, yeah it's yeah. a little bit of that. I mean, even the hair is a little bit like... A little bit, yeah. He was pretty Ledger iconic, joker. so yeah. But uh, oh. that's the general roundup up until this point. Yeah. Hmm. It was an episode. It was and an episode. It is getting more entertaining, um, it still ain't hidden for me, like season four and season three, but maybe I'm in for a ride. So we'll see. I think so. I think it's, it's starting to heat up for sure. I think it's starting to heat up. Yeah. I think next week might be a little, you know, a little on the cool, cooler, on the lighter side, side, lighter side of things. But hopefully after that, it's just like, I just want to be like knocked out of the park. Like every single give time. Me the give me, give me, give me, give me, give me all the plot. So hey, yeah. I don't have to worry about spoilers next week. Cause I don't know what's going to happen in the episode. Oh, they caught your Cause it's like, an original yeah. episode. Oh yeah. yeah. No, cause it's anime original. It wasn't in the manga. Uh, I have no idea what, what's going on. We, we see, all we know is we're going to see some like that, that sea otter guy. And he's cute. Yeah, he's cute. really cute. Yeah. And uh, I'm, Uraraka, to see and I'm like the biggest Ruku stan, like even yeah. more than Bo- Bakugo. And I'm like, I'm just excited to see her again. So we'll bring the lady dragon. We need I more. Know. Lady dragon. Yeah. She's just so dope. I remember in season four, she just like, I remember they're like on the surface dealing with something and then she just turned into a dragon and just like completely like squashed every issue they had. I was like, that's yeah. what I would do in that same exact, like <laughs> if you could turn into a dragon, is there bad <laughs> traffic dragon now? Is there like, you know, a disagreement and the grocery line? Now I'm a dragon. It's just, you know, you win every argument if you can turn into a dragon, I think. This is interesting. Snake assassin said, I don't think putting two training arcs after each other will ever be a good pacing decision. Fair. I think that's fair. Very fair. I think fair. that's fair. Yeah. Very I mean, fair. On the one hand, when shit happens, it won't stop happening. But on the other hand, it's like, I can understand why some people are a bit fatigued. That's yeah. why I did like this episode because it was, I feel like it was a smart, well-written episode mm-hmm. yeah. as opposed to like a, a big action-packed uh, one. And next week will be, I guess, even lighter than that or maybe we'll maybe we'll see things from like sue and uraraka in in the anime that people have wanted from the manga i don't know yeah uh, 
Or yes. this podcast will turn to a case study of Vanitis podcast. <laughs> yes. Yay! Just kidding. <laughs> not kidding, but yeah. <laughs> we'll just have to see. Yeah. All right, you guys. Well, I want to thank everyone for coming onto the show and joining us uh, this week. We'll be back next week, uh, Monday, whatever date in July that is. Because I don't have a calendar. Thank you. On July 19th, Monday at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. I also want to, again, thank Loot Crate for sponsoring this episode in particular and showing us all their cool stuff. Um, if you have any questions, you can always drop any of us a line on Twitter. Uh, my at is ANN underscore Lindsay, and Jackie's is at Jackie Jing, and Mr. AJ Cosplay is at Mr. AJ Cosplay. I pointed the wrong way each time. Um, and we'll see you again next week. Bye. Yep. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.